Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence medical experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Ernoff, and here with me today is Karine Karlubian with Facey Medical Foundation. And today we're answering your questions about strategies to improve medication adherence. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from you, our listeners, via social media. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. Use the hashtag Talk with a Doc, that's hashtag Talk with a Doc, for a chance to hear your questions in our episodes. Before we start, I want to remind our listeners that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. Always consult a healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming Karine. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. We're super excited to have you. I think we'll start really quickly with tell us a little bit about your role here. Sure. Um, so I'm one of the managed care pharmacists here at um, Basie Medical Group. My role involves um, working to actually help increase medication adherence, mm-hmm. which is the topic of this discussion absolutely. today. So it's absolutely perfect. And really, what does that mean for people listening? Does that just means that you take the medication prescribed the right way, the right amount of time? Exactly. So uh, medication adherence is defined as the extent to which patients take medications as prescribed by healthcare providers. So that means the right medication, the right dose at the right time uh, for the correct duration of um, therapy. And that, that means everything too. Like if it says take with meals, I actually take it with meals, right? Literally. So if you, if it's meant to be taken with meals and you don't take it with meals, um, then that could be considered a non-adherent. Got it. Non-adherent. So we all know that following directions is important in every aspect of life, but why is it so important when it comes to medication? Okay. So, um, as far as medications are concerned, doctors or providers will prescribe a medication to you as a patient and every patient is different. Um, so sometimes they'll start a medication off at a lower dose and increase it or titrate it over time, or, um, you know, you may have already been on it. So following the directions is extremely important because it's tailored specifically for you. Um, and, Taking medications as directed by your provider will prevent disease progression. Um, It prevents uh, complications from um, occurring. It helps increase quality or improve quality of life for the patients. Absolutely. Well, and also the medications themselves, right? I know I had a conversation fairly recently about like super bugs and how things are evolving over time. And and Mm -hmm. part of that is because we're not using medication correctly. Talk to me a little bit about that. So that happens pretty often with antibiotics when, um, you know, patients are given a course of antibiotics and um, soon after starting to take them, they feel better. And so they're like, oh, I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm. I might, I'm already cured and I can just stop taking my medication. But that's not always the case because they're, if you just stop taking the medication, there could be some, um, you know, bugs or like the bacteria that's still left over that then become resistant to the antibiotic you're taking and you were taking. And so it creates resistance, which is actually a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what about people who say, oh, well, I already took that medication last time I had bronchitis or something else and it didn't work for me. How do the doctors know when to prescribe a certain medication for something? Right. So oftentimes, so each each antibiotic works on different bugs, mm-hmm. uh, bacteria. I'm referring to them as Let's bugs. Let's call them bugs. We yeah. all know what bugs are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so different antibiotics work on different bugs. So, um, and there are different classes of antibiotics. And so, um, you know, sometimes what I often hear is, oh, I have penicillin at home. I'm going to use it for so and so. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm feeling sick and I'm going to use it for so and so. Mm -hmm. But it's not always the case because it depends on what your condition is. There are upper respiratory tract infections and then there are skin infections. And depending on the bacteria that are present, um, it's really different antibiotic treatments. Um, So it's very like 
again, antibiotic selection sure. is super important. And oftentimes doctors will even take cultures. So, and they'll start treating empirically, meaning, you know, this is what we, we're, we're going to start this with. Our best guess at this point. Yes, right. exactly. Best guess, best guess at this point. And uh, what then, what they'll do is they'll take the cultures, they'll grow it out. And then depending on what the bacteria, mm -hmm. excuse me, um, are susceptible to, that's when they would change the course of action or sure. keep it the same depending on what yeah. the results come that's back actually as. happened to me i think uh, i think it was a uti i had but they gave me a course of antibiotics and then waited for the the, the, the cultures culture. or whatever mm -hmm. and then called back and said oh no we're gonna switch that <laughs> and it was great because i at least then i was being treated for the right thing and there was really no detriment right. to having started on the first one right exactly and at least they start something mm -hmm. versus like letting it sit and wait because sometimes the empiric treatment is also susceptible to the bug so sure. um you know, they can continue on it or switch it. And at least they've started. Sure. Yeah. Well, what are the numbers? Like how many people are not taking their medications the right way? Okay. So um, as far as non-adherence is concerned, it's estimated that non-adherence to chronic medications is about 50%. Wait, what's a chronic medication? So uh, chronic medical like conditions would be like diabetes, okay. high blood heart pressure, conditions. heart okay. conditions, mm -hmm. uh, cholesterol. Did you uh, just, just say 50% of people are using it the wrong way? Correct. That's significant. Yes. Yeah. So, and I have a few more, please, a few more uh, facts that are interesting. Uh, for every 100 prescriptions, 50 to 70 make it to the pharmacy, Wait. and 48 <laughs> to 66 are filled and actually leave the pharmacy. And of those that the patients pick up, 25 to 30 are taken properly, and only 15 to 20 are actually refilled as prescribed. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So let's <laughs> let's break this down. So mm -hmm. leaving, so the prescription leaves the doctor and gets to the pharmacy. What's the discrepancy there? What happens? So sometimes doctors will give a paper copy of the prescription, right? Oh. And so then it's up to the patient to actually take the prescription to the pharmacy. And sometimes patients are like, oh, I don't really need it or I don't want to take it. Or I don't have insurance. Right. Or I have some at home. Exactly. From so -and -so. Oh, exactly. Okay. Or um, other times the, they now do more electronic uh, prescriptions, mm -hmm. which I think is the best way to, you know, prevent any like losing of prescriptions sure. and um even then though it can be sent to the pharmacy and the patient doesn't pick it up right yeah wow okay and so then then we've, we've covered that so now we understand it but so i get to the pharmacy i pick it mm -hmm. up and i get home and then what happens like i just don't take it yeah there's some people that don't take it um or they do take it and they take it incorrectly mm -hmm. um so there's multiple factors, which I know we're probably going to get into later. I am not going to lie. I got a, a prescription one time and I just did not even believe the doctor that I needed it. And it's still sitting in my medicine cabinet. And I really should dispose of it because I yeah. think it's like seven years old now. So that's, that's the thing. A lot of people either don't believe they need it or they realize the medication is more expensive than what they can actually afford. It was the side effects for me. I read the effects, side effects. I was exactly. like, yeah, no, not doing this. I'd rather just be right, sick. Right, right. So there's multiple reasons as to why the pa the patient wouldn't take it as directed by the doctor. And then what's even crazier to me is when they start to take it and then there are refills and the doctor wants, it's a chronic medication for like blood pressure or mm -hmm. diabetes that's meant to be taken long-term. They just don't fill it sometimes. Wow. So there's multiple factors. Sure. Well, how much of it is not intentional? They just don't, like they're not taking it the right way or they're not reading it the right way or they're not understanding. Right. I don't have an actual percentage of mm -hmm. that, but I would anticipate a, a, a lot because, yeah. um, so while we're on this topic, non-adherence, there's actually two main types. There is okay. the ones that are actively choosing. Um, they're actively choosing to um, 
not do it the not, right way. Exactly. Okay. To not people take like me didn't take it. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, and then there's also ones that do it passively. So actively would be like we talked about cost of medications. So some, sometimes the medication is just too expensive. I recently talked to a patient who was taking Invokana 300 milligrams. Directions were once a day. He decided that because of the cost of the medication, he's going to take one tablet every other day and half the tablet. Oh, no. On the each, off days. Yeah, exactly. On the off days. Wow. And so I asked him, like, have you talked to your doctor about yeah. this? Um, he was like, no. But I'm like, but why not? Because we can always find something else that right. is better suited for you or in your price range or, you know, same class, different class. We'll make it the doctor and the right. pharmacist will do whatever it takes to, you know, get your disease. Um, well, and a lot control. of those medications are they're building off of each other, right? So I have to take the same amount every day and or otherwise it becomes ineffective or less effective or or exactly. I could mess with my body, right? I could like be up and then down. Exactly. And it's not these these chronic meds are not as needed meds. So, you know, they're meant to be taken every day right. to be at the same level in your body. And so even forgetting to take it at a certain time and taking it a little bit later can, you know, affect the blood pressure at the time that you're not taking it sure. but there's so many reasons that people aren't taking it other reasons like you mentioned already were the side effects mm -hmm. so a lot of people will report like st um muscle cramps and muscle oh, pain sure. with mm -hmm. um statins and so they'll just stop taking it instead of vocalizing it and communicating with their doctor about it right because you could either change medications or maybe then you have a secondary medication right. that then solves that issue and there are different statins there are multiple different statins and What's there are ones statin? oh there it's a cholesterol medication oh, okay. so it's the most common one Got that it. most okay. people know about um and that's the one that um you know there's different options so if one is causing you muscle Got it. aches and pains uh well let's go ahead and switch you to another one and give it a try before we completely just move away from the class and um patients don't communicate that sometimes um i also think people don't know that you can talk to the pharmacist right like it's great to yeah. talk to your doctor but i ask the pharmacist lots of questions i exactly. probably annoy them but i but that's what they're there for right yeah I mean, exactly so mary i have a question for you mm -hmm. do you know any healthcare providers that you can talk to without an appointment except a pharmacist exactly i mean i do because i work here <laughs> yeah. but the general person no right exactly so um they're the most accessible healthcare team member and so it's just um every patient should have a really good relationship with their pharmacist because they have so much like valuable information whether it's how they take their medications or what they should take over the counter I was just going to say that. So my dad is on quite a few medications because, you know, he's he's an amputee and he has cancer and he has high blood pressure and all and diabetes and all these things. His pharmacist knows him so well that one time this was like six months ago, he got a prescription. He went to pick it up and the pharmacist was like, oh, you know, you shouldn't take this. And it was an over the counter supplement. He was like, mm -hmm. do you know that this will impact it? Only that pharmacist would know because he knows my dad and he knows that my dad buys that supplement. Yeah. Right. So these are where I think it's so important for people to build that relationship. Go to the same place. Right. And while you're on that topic, it's so important to try to use the same pharmacy. Yes. Um, a lot of patients will go to, you know, whatever pharmacy is close to them or where at that moment when they need the medication. But it's super important to at least try to stick to the same uh, pharmacy or the same company so that right. they can kind of see what else you have in the profile. So it's a more concise list versus, oh, um, you know, it not. And pharmacists do interaction checks with every prescription right. that they fill. And so if you're getting medications at different pharmacies, they can't run or an interaction check. Exactly. exactly. It's like when you go to one doctor and then another, they're not going to know your whole history unless exactly. that chart happens to be there. And they had time to read it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yep. talk to me a little bit about what FACI specifically and other healthcare institutes sure. are doing to make this a better situation. How do we decrease the number of people who aren't using it the right way? Okay, great. So we actually have a group of pharmacists um, that actually see patients at FACI, um, and they're targeted more towards, well, um, a majority... Uh, is it elderly people for the most part or? Um, no, it's anybody that the prescriber refers oh, over okay. to us. It's a, it's a free service to wow. FACI members. And uh, the pharmacist meets with the patient and it could be for diabetes management or it can be because the patient needs a little bit more education on the medications they're taking or they need to strategize how to be more adherent to their medications. Right. So that's a service that's available to, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, to FACI um, patients. And then we also have... Uh, a refill center here at FACI that helps make sure that patients, you know, get their refills on time um, because anytime that they're, they don't have refills could be days that they're without right. medication right. if it's not requested in a timely manner. So uh, those are two major ways that they, they have, they have already set and they also do medication therapy management with patients Ooh, as that? well. So that's when they, um, go through all the medications that the patients are taking. Um, they talk to the patient about, how are you taking this medication? What time of the day are you taking this medication? Are there any barriers um, to why you may be taking it differently? Are there any gaps in therapy, um, which can happen sometimes? And doing this, they can find so much information. You can find duplications in therapy. Um, and this is a service that now is so, um, it's shown so much um success with medication yeah. adherence that uh, that Medicare actually offers it Brilliant. to eligible Medicare patients. And this is not only at FACI, it's also in the outpatient setting in retail pharmacies. So these patients will get reached out to, to do these amazing. MTMs. Exactly. Because I, again, I'm going to make this personal, but my dad's been on some medications for so long that I'm like, are you even really supposed to be mm-hmm. on that anymore? And how do you know that what you're taking there is still the right amount to take? And he's like, oh, well, the doctor will tell me. Well, what if it's not the same doctor? What if he doesn't even remember that you're on it, right? Yeah. Oh, that's and great service. It's, what's also awesome part about it is that they get a list of their medications at the end. Oh, okay. So it's like, thank you for reviewing your medications. Here's your current list based on what we discussed today so that when they go to the providers, they have the list and they can keep it up to date. And our providers also provide them with lists at the end of each appointment. So it's important to just make sure that a list exists mm-hmm. and it's like up to date with all the medications you're taking and any over-the-counter medications that as well. That was my next question. Should I come to this appointment with my list of supplements like I, I take? Yep. I, even even like <laughs> I drink this kind of tea or whatever? Okay. Absolutely. So that's that's the whole, the point of the MTM. It's reviewing everything from herbal supplements to over-the-counter products to prescriptions. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is fascinating. People, I'm sure people are really enjoying this show. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about strategies to improve medication adherence. We will be right back. Everybody's talking, overthinking what they think Their opinions coming strong, but I lose them in a blink They say I'm not good enough, then I'm someone I can trust Please, no, you don't have to change it perfect. And perfect. 
with a doc with Dr. Carlubian and we're talking about strategies to improve medication adherence and we talked a little bit about people like me who intentionally choose not to take a prescription or something what about the people who don't even know that they're doing it the wrong way what's what's up with that so the, for the people who don't know what's going on oftentimes what it could be is that they forget to pick up their medication right mm-hmm. so we're all busy we're all sure. human we all have hundred things going on at the same time. So sometimes patients just forget to pick up their medication or to request a refill. So that's one of the ways that they can unintentionally, meaning in a passive way, choose to deviate from how a medication is prescribed from th- for them. Those refills are important too, because I think a lot of people don't pay attention and then they have one pill left and it's a weekend or it's a holiday. Exactly. Like really need to get on in front of that, right? Oh yeah. So th- I would al- I always like to say at least five to seven days before ah, you are c- going to be out of your medication, you should already start requesting a refill. And that extra days is just in case that they, the pharmacy needs to actually request a refill request from your provider. Um, sometimes, you know, it can take a day or so sure. or two days or even longer, depending if it's a holiday, to get the those refills. The doctor out, then you got to get another exactly. doctor. Yeah. So um, it's always best to give up to a week, like five to seven days at least, to make sure that the refill's in before picking it up so that you'll never be left without it. Sure. Makes sense. Um, and then, Mary, also um, other ways that people unintentionally are non-adherent would uh, would be when they think they understand that the medication is supposed to be taken a certain way. So like 
let's say they assume that the medication is supposed to be taken once a day. And then when we've done, when I've done MTMs in the past, they're like, oh, I didn't even know on the bottle it says twice a day. Oh my goodness. You know, so that happens a lot. So it's like a, it's a good time to, you know, really take time, read the bottle and take it as, as directed by your doctor. Other things also include like, okay, I just finished my bottle. And then they just stop taking their medication. They don't realize that they have refills. And that is something that's meant to be taken long term. Um, Other things would be like... um, We should probably... I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but we should probably be checking our bottle on a regular basis. Because one, you could see, is there a refill left? And two, and you said that about the times a day. I actually just had a prescription for my dog and I was giving it to her twice a day. And after the fourth day, we were out. And I was like, this is weird because it said give her twice a day the first day and then once a day the next day. I felt so bad. And sometimes it can get confusing because, you know, you start with a larger dose and you move down. um, And so that can get a little confusing. And I I don't, it's not to blame anyone, but we just have to be very careful because the directions are on the bottle. Making her sick. I mean, who knows, right? Right. Yeah. You never want to double up on a regular basis. Exactly. Exactly. And then sometimes, you know, patients are, they have like rheumatoid arthritis and it's hard for them to open a bottle or let's say they can't see well, and then they have to pull their insulin out of the syringe and then they you know, oh, yeah. it's hard. They have a hard time seeing how much insulin. So these are other like ways that people unintentionally are inherent, un- are unadherent, are non-adherent. Sorry. This is a tough <laughs> one. How you say this is really tough. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you correct that? What are what are some of the strategies for making that better? Yeah. So there's actually a, a lot of strategies. So depending on what the reason is for their non-adherence, uh, for example, if let's say they keep forgetting to fill their medication or they just, you know, they're just so busy, they don't have time to pick up. So what I like to recommend is if they're on the dose, that's their stable dose, meaning they've already been titrated to the dose that they need to stay at, um, they can request a 90 day supply. So switching from 30 days to 90 days, meaning you only need to pick up the medication four times times a year, year. (laughs) exactly versus every month. So that's just one strategy. Another way is automatic refills. So a lot of pharmacies now offer automatic refills. So you don't have to call it in every time and be like oh i'd like my prescription to be filled no they will automatically get it for ready for you at the time that you're due and if you're using an app i know my parents get a like a push notification that says your refill is become is ready to pick up yeah Yeah. so it's that's awesome um there's also programs now that they have it's called medication synchronization which is where uh they will sync your different medications to a specific date so you don't have to keep showing up to the pharmacy like two three days apart and you can you can get them all at once so that's another cool strategy medication synchronization synchronization or or med sync um and then other things that uh other ways to help prevent non-adherence would be like let's say if the medication's too costly for them talk to your pharmacist Mm -hmm. or talk to your doctor right um so what happens is sometimes they can find each health plan has their own formulary Mm -hmm. so if you stick to the the medications that are you know on the formulary and are preferred then your costs go down right right so switching to a preferred medication in the class would be another option that could help a lot of patients who can't afford um, their medication. Other things would be choosing a primary, um, a preferred pharmacy. So a lot sure. of times these health plans have pharmacies that they're contracted with that they prefer their patients to per- to fill their medications from. And by doing so, it's at a lower cost to them. There's also mail order options for people who are super busy and they can't go to the pharmacy. <laughs> it's mailed to you. You don't have to think about it. Um, and then... Aren't there sometimes like coupons too? Like right. I, I've heard that. I've actually heard somebody at the pharmacy asking about that. Yeah, there are payment assistance programs um, that are available. Um, 
And it, it also depends, though, if you have, like, Medicare or not. So sometimes oh, right. there are certain rules. Mm -hmm. But it's always best to talk to your pharmacist or your, your doctor who can help assist you um, with, you know, the next steps. And then also when it comes to side effects, it's super important to let your doctor know if you have side effects. Oh, sometimes true. patients come to, the, to, you know, to their visits and they say, hey, like, I take my medication once a day when they're really not taking it once a day. You know, that's also a problem because you're telling the doctor, okay, so I'm taking my medication when I'm really not. And this is what I'm, my levels are, which then makes the do provider think, think oh, dosage or that maybe it's the wrong dosage. Let's Ugh. go up or let's add a yeah. new medication or let's change the medication, which could also be a problem because then you're kind of, right. I don't want to say shooting yourself in the foot, but you kind of are though. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, in a way you are. So it's really important that if something is not working for you, you can't tolerate it, discuss it so that the solution can be made together okay. and then um yeah wow. and then other things also would be to keep a routine so a lot of people per okay. forget to take their medications yep. so keep your medications um at a location where you see it every day so whether it's a morning dose next to your coffee machine if it's an evening dose next to your bed you can set alarms um you can use electronic pill boxes that oh, have yes, little alarms yes. already built into them or you can get basic pill boxes if you prefer pharmacies also offer blister packs if oh, you request that's all it. of everything in one pack, right? Um, those are options. Uh, some pharmacies will have that. And then they also have other ones where you can poke out. Like it's oh. like a little pokey thing. It's so hard to get yeah. them out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's probably a lot easier than um, some the of the caps, caps. Some sure. of the twi twist caps for certain individuals. Um, and then other things would be like checklists. Mm, smart. So just simple things like for me, for, as an example, I have my I take multivitamins. I take one at home. I have a one bottle at home and one at work. Uh -huh. And so what I do is every day before I leave work, I leave that bottle next to my desk. Mm -hmm. And so when I get to work, the first thing I think about is, OK, it's time for me to take my smart. multivitamin because it's in my face. Yeah. And if I don't take it, it's going to keep staring at me. So I just I just do it. It's, it's all about creating a, a regimen and sticking to it. Um, and also, if it's too complex, you do need to like. Let's say you have you're on multiple meds and you don't. It's too complex for you. Talk to your doctor. Maybe they can come up with an alternative right. plan, or maybe they can give you an extended release formulation. Smart, etc. But the most important way to get people involved in making sure they're taking their medications is to get them involved. To ask them, right? Empower to them. them. Yeah, mm -hmm. because. At the end of the day, you could take your blood pressure medication, right? But you may not feel that it's helping you because let's be honest, um, a lot of patients who have high blood pressure, it's called a silent killer for a reason, know, right? right? They yeah. don't, they don't, some of them are asymptomatic. They have no idea. But so then when they're prescribed these blood pressure medications, they're like, oh, I'm taking medication when I don't even have symptoms. Right. But they don't realize that if you don't take it, then your blood pressure is going to continue to be out of control. You're at increased risk for heart attacks, strokes, heart failure. And you can't see that it's helping you because you didn't even have any symptoms that would potentially go away. But you could check your blood pressure, right? Oh, okay. So that's a way to get your patients... Um, in, like empower Smart. them to stay involved whether it's checking your blood sugar if you're on di diabetes medications or checking your blood pressure for anti-hypertensive anti-hypertensives those are great tips i think Thanks. like the schedule is really important because i travel a lot sometimes three right. four days a week and i put my um they're just over the counter but i put them with my toothpaste so i'm never going to leave the hotel without brushing <laughs> my teeth that's a given so then i'm always going to have to remember like right. i actually have to get in with my pills to get my toothpaste and that's the way right. that i remember so while we're on that topic though it's super important not to keep medications like in the cabinet in the restroom oh because sometimes the steam from the showers oh, can really smart. affect. Oh, that is smart. I didn't think about that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant because people will steal it, but I see where <laughs> you're going with that. Yeah. I just apparently have yeah. no faith in humanity. It's a cool, dry place, <laughs> unless it's, it requires to be. It's it's required to be refrigerated or so. Yeah. 
Well, we had a question come in for you that says, recently I was taking a prescribed medication. With my busy week, I couldn't remember if I had taken the prescribed dosage, so I took it anyway. Is that bad? Right. Okay. So that's a really good question um, because it probably happens a lot more than you think. So if you realize that you forgot your medication and, you know, it's not it's not too far out from when you should have taken it, um, typically the recommendation is to take it. Okay. But if it's close to your next dose, oh. where it's like, you know, it's closer to your next dose than it was sure. to the one that you were supposed to take, take it at, um, then they usually will say to skip it Mm -hmm. again it's case by case basis um, but also doubling up on something could be harmful so sometimes it's like a who would i call to ask that question would i call my pharmacist or my doctor you can call your pharmacist okay oh that's amazing they're so much more accessible right so nice okay Mm mm-hmm we kind of touched on this earlier, but this other question came in for you. What happens if I don't finish my medication to the end as prescribed? Yeah. So with the antibiotics particularly, that's usually when resistance will develop. And I'm sure you've heard on the news at this point that there have been, you know, patients with crazy infections and no medications to treat them. Right. And that's kind of what happens is resistance when patients don't take medications as directed or they overuse antibiotics. Um, so... And with that being said, my best advice is always to follow the directions as prescribed. And then also when when it comes to chronic medications, those don't really have a set date, date, right? So it's also important to like talk to your doctor. Is this a medication that I meant to take long term or is this a medication that's, you know, going to be a few months? Um, so, So you have a rough estimate as to what that end date would be if there is one. Smart. Well, this question came in and says, before I take prescribed medication, should I be doing research in addition to what my doctor informs me about? I, I love that question. Um, I always, always tell my patients to stay involved. So, for example, let's say you see your doctor. The doctor now tells you your blood sugar is elevated, you're pre-diabetic. Usually what they they offer or what they discuss with the patient is lifestyle recommendations, right? So at that point, you should already start doing your research, Right. What are things that I should be doing? What are things that I shouldn't be doing? The doctor will probably have already mentioned, you know, the the options of what would be the next step if things don't right. improve. Right. So you do have time a lot of the a lot of time. I wouldn't say every time, obviously, but um, a lot of the times to do some research on how you can make changes. Um, and I always, always tell patients that if something's not comfortable and you need a little bit more information on it, communicate with your doctor. So why am I taking this medication again? And you'd be surprised as to how many people do not know why they're taking certain medications. And it's mind boggling to me because, you know, when you eat food, you make the decision of what you're eating, right? Right. So when you're taking medication, why aren't you like questioning what is this for or why am I taking it? So I think it's super important for patients to always, you know, do, do some research or reading on their own so they can have a conversation with their doctor and make sure that all their questions are answered and they know why they're taking the medications and why they need to take it at a certain time of the day and and all that's all that who knows better than your own body and your own self as to how you've interacted with the things before or family history right like I've done some research on medications that were prescribed for my dad and realized oh gosh well his dad had an allergy to that and maybe he doesn't know and so I think you know that's great for nosy daughters like me but not everybody (laughs) has that nosy Nelly right right so quick question for you earlier you gave us some pretty startling numbers about how 
bad adherence is. Mm -hmm. How are you both measuring the effectiveness of what our programs are doing here at FACI? So you, you, we've, it sounds like we've invested quite a bit into making these programs. How do we know if they're making an impact? Are we moving the needle? Right. So, um, our pharmacists do tracking, so they have uh, certain ways to do tracking. Um, and so they have their own metrics, but okay. in general, when it comes to like measuring non-adherence, there are direct ways to measure non-adherence and indirect ways to measure it. Um, direct ways, would, which are pretty impractical, would be like literally watching the patient take the medication. That would be tough. Which I've done before as, you know, treatment options sure. for like latent tuberculosis tuberculosis but um it's not so common that you have a patient come in and you watch them every day take right, their medications right. um or like another thing would be like checking their blood levels so like mm. but not every medication has you know like a, a lab value that right, you would test right. for so and then the indirect ways would be like diaries so like you give the patient like oh i took it today or i didn't take it today or i took it today i didn't take it today or it could even be simple things as like counting their pills so like if they're supposed to have a 30 day uh -huh. um bottle okay like how many of the days do they actually take it you can kind of estimate um and then they have there are other metrics that are run also called proportional proportion of days covered which basically tells you how many of the days during the course of the time that they should have been on that they actually had the medication gotcha so those are there are different ways to measure it um it just really depends on how um sure well, you how know, it's there's, run, always, yeah. there's always good <laughs> options. Well, this has been really valuable information. I know I personally have learned a lot. I feel like I actually took the episode over to make it about my own personal health. So that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Carlebian, for joining us today and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. You can follow Facey's doctors on Twitter at Facey Medical and on Facebook under Facey Medical Group. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Facey and Providence. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. To learn more about our missions, programs, and services, visit future.pshjhealth.org. Thanks for listening.